we are the green cows who don't fly and we're in the green room cafe. I'm here with John. Welcome. <laughs> You're getting better at that. Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello. How are you? You're going to be doing all sorts of chewing now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> like a we, may four, we may four stomachs. Four stomachs. <laughs> You've got to feed your four stomachs, don't you? Yeah, that's four meals a day. That's four four breakfasts, four lunches, four starters, <laughs> four starters, four main meals. Yeah, four desserts. Yeah, I'll just cut this vision of some cow sitting in a restaurant. You know, <laughs> what like us? Yeah, just sitting there. Well, uh, we'll have uh, four uh, four prawn cocktails, please, and uh, four <laughs> pate and toasts. Well, at least go for four different things. Yeah, well, of course you could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's how be boring. Because it'd be uh, quite nice because often when you go to a restaurant and you see the menu and you can't make up your mind. Yeah, I know. Well, so you can have all the starters you want. You can, you have a choice. You know, yeah, I'll well. have one of them and one of them and one of them and one of them. <laughs> As a main meal, have that, 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 and that, and that. Yeah. And a dessert, I have chocolate and more chocolate. And well, more well, chocolate, well, that would be chocolate. your idea, Heaven. When I just thought in my mind immediately went to desserts, I thought, I bet you I know what she wants. Four desserts, <laughs> all of them having chocolate. <laughs> A medley of chocolate desserts. <laughs> and, and of course, curries. you can have four bottles of wine. Yes, oh yeah, you could. Yeah. Even better. I wonder why they need four stomachs. That's very weird, isn't it? Pre-digestion, digestion, post-digestion and post-after-post-digestion or something? Oh, it could be, yeah. I never thought of that. But see, you're more medical than me. I don't know. I just They're not can't. really. I just walk about. And as long as it doesn't hurt, I reckon it's okay. <laughs> nice way of going through life <laughs> oh yeah no yeah not really it's a, but you know, I'm, I'm convinced on. my cat seems to think i'm a walking vending machine oh yeah because well. every time he sees me he thinks he should get a three-course meal yes well like, okay. it's, it's a bit like me <laughs> actually i think you put up on on another social media about the cat that's that's my fear of cats yeah, I, I don't i'm wary of cats it's fair to say i'm wary of cats i wouldn't I'd be afraid of picking one up because when they go, when they go for it, they go for it big style, don't they? Well, only if you annoy them. Yeah, but I wouldn't. They'd seem like I'd poke them in the wrong way or something. <laughs> <laughs> Lacerations. <laughs> Lacer- like yeah. Well, I, yeah, I heard actually funny. I was lying in bed the other morning about half five, and I heard this absolute commotion going on outside. It was two cats having a right old ruck. It was, uh, you know, because they go it super fast. Everything quickens up, doesn't it? You know, they go like lightning at each other. Yeah, mine's usually mine's very good. He he he's quite big, as in yeah. size, not fat. Yeah, and um, he just wins every fight. He's a neighbourhood yeah. <laughs> bully, and um, he's massive. And he sits on them. You know, he's like yeah. oh, they disappear underneath. <laughs> yeah, he's tough. I've seen photographs. He looks fairly substantial. Your cat. Yeah, he's like a small pony. Yeah. Pony, <laughs> pony with a meow. Yeah, he's he, he's very large. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd say that was it. That that was my fear. That was my phobia encapsulated in that cartoon. I thought. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, terrib- they'd be nice to the cat. And I'm terrible nice with pets. I'm terrible. We've had this conversation in other yeah, forums. We- I've had a tortoise, Timmy, and various goldfish over the years, and that was That's it. That's not pets. <laughs> no, no, you can't take them for a walk. Anyway, anyway, we oh, should do something. Yeah, talking about walking. Here he comes. Okay, I'm Brian. There he is, getting off the bus again. What's he got on today? Oh, spats. He's wearing spats. And he's got a walking cane. Yeah. And a rucksack. Where is uh, he going? Is that a fedora? <laughs> you could dress him. And pink glasses. Pink glasses, yeah. And gloves. Uh, Why gloves is he wearing gloves, gloves in this Kid thing? leather gloves. Oh, hello, Brian. Just mentioning <laughs> you, though. Ah, uh, hello, both. How are you today? 
We could thank you, Brian. Um, question for you. Do you have a pet? Indeed I did. I used to have a parrot. I used to have a parrot. Used to? Oh dear. What happened? Is it an ex-parrot then? Yeah, has it uh, fallen off the twig, Brian? It left me for a cockatiel. Chapter 13. Something Fishy. The smell on Fortopia is getting the questers down. They've been there now for more than half a day, and the clothes pegs on their noses are beginning to pinch. They hang on, hang on. They had, um, they, they hang on. They had their clothes pegs on their nose for half a day. Yeah, it must be bloody rank there, mustn't it? Yeah, but can you imagine how that will feel? Yes, yeah, very pinchy. <laughs> I think I'd rather have the, the smell than the peg. I wonder would you get used to it. Might be foul, might be foul beyond belief, might not. Have you ever been to, no, you probably haven't, to Iceland? Yes, occasionally. <laughs> oh, I oh, mean the country, you silly man. <laughs> I was going to say, they do nice chips. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'll, I'll let you in a secret. I did actually think the shop Iceland when you said that at the start. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I haven't actually. <laughs> the land of Bjork. Well, yes. Um, oh yeah, yes. It, but when you get off the off the plane, it smells of sort of sulphur. Yes, people have said. I've heard people saying it's volcanoes and stuff like that, isn't it? Yeah, it sort of smells of bad eggs. Yeah, that's yes, exactly. The, the water kind of smells of bad eggs in places. There's a taste of bad eggs. I wonder. No wonder. I mean, we're getting on. (laughs) Possibly, we're we're doing well here with the story. But you know, on those bad eggs, what about those things? The those thousand-year-old Chinese. What do they call them? Those horrible eggs that are eaten in China. Oh yeah, kind of they're buried somewhere, and then you you take them out and you eat them, and they're foul. There's some something attached. (laughs) I'll have to look that up. Anyway, anyway, sorry Chinese people if you really like those eggs, but they're meant to be foul. (laughs) Right, so. Uh, and the clothes pegs on their noses are beginning to pinch. Jeez, oh, this place is some shithole and no mistake. Reminds me of the toilets of my local. The bastard's hatchet, says Crazel. <laughs> yes, indeed, it is really most unpleasant. What's more, we find ourselves on completely the wrong planet. If we were to succeed on our quest, then we need to get back to Tidehouse's planet and stop him laying siege to Bob's people. So much for the much-vaunted wangaroo, Captain Cartano, says Grandlove. Not a wangaroo's fault. I think there has been some dirty work behind the scenes. Maybe some kind of cosmic jiggery-pokery transported us here. (laughs) (laughs) By mistake, says Cartano. What do you think will Brian Cox make of the jiggery-pokery? Jiggery-pokery. Yeah. That's very scientific, isn't it? It is jiggery-pokery, yeah. A lot of that went on in the, you know, ancient days. You're like in the Big Bang. Yeah, the What's Big Bang. Jiggery pokery. Jiggery pokery. It's a wonderfully old, quaint expression, isn't it? Yeah, but the Big Bang isn't that much better an expression if you think about it. Yes, it is. The absolutely. Big Bang. The Can't Big you think Bang. Of something a bit more imaginative. No. Yeah. The the inception big of the cosmos. Big Bang. Big Bang. <laughs> Sorry, I keep interrupting. That's all right. That's all right. I'm giving you many lines. It's not a wonder. Um... <laughs> It's a proper pickle and no mistake. 
The galleon, the boat's become a galleon, by the way, is surrounded by the Photoptic Ocean, as far as the eye can see. I know. Why don't we come up with some kind of plan? I'm a big fan of fantasy books, and that's what always happens in them. When folks are up against it, one dude always comes up with a really cool solution, says Moonbeam. Grandalf glares at Moonbeam and sighs loudly. Hmm, yes, that's most helpful. I'll bear it in mind. Meantime, anyone got a proper suggestion? Just then, off to the right-hand side of the galleon, either port or starboard, but to tell the truth, I'm never sure which is which. I'm not actually a you. I can never tell which is port and starboard. No, no. Anyway, um, I, can, I can never tell. It's a mystery, it's a mystery to non-nautical types, isn't it? There, I can't remember. There's some point. Um, is it, uh, maybe in German, I remember the one with the R is the one on the right, but ah. it doesn't work for the British one. Ah, no, because there's... Not unless you call it the board <laughs> Or the rort. <laughs> I can't even remember what it's in German. No. One is Steuerbord, but I don't know what the other one is. It's got to have schicht in it somewhere. Hey? It's got to have that sort of syllable. Oh, the CH. Yes. Yeah, that sort of thing. Anyway, we're being very pejorative here. Sorry, Germans. Yes. That's the Chinese offended. The Germans offended. Who's next? The Icelandic are offended <laughs> Iceland. because of the fart yes. smell in the country. That's true. <laughs> parrots are offended because they're now ex-parrots. Yeah, I mean, they're, in, they're interspecies they're breeding as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we terrible. do it well. Yeah, we do, yeah. <laughs> we, we'll offend anybody. The money's right. Just then, off to the right-hand side of the galleon, either the port or the starboard, but to tell the truth, I'm never sure which is which. There suddenly appears shimmering silvery fishy-type beasts leaping high out of the water. They look like very large salmon or smallish dolphins. Shh! What's that beautiful singing and where is it coming from? Says the youngest elder. Catano takes out his pocket telescope, no sniggering there, and puts it up to his... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No sniggering, sniggering. well. It's a shoal of silver jongrons. Midagokicha. What? <laughs> I got a bit all tied up there. It's a shawl of silver jongons, mythical creatures who are a mix of fish and other beasts. I have seen paintings of them in books, but no one has ever seen them in real life, says Cartano. Are they dangerous? Asks Pristina. Are they perilous? Inquires Ologia. Mein Gott im Himmel! Interjects the German guy. Hey, aren't they so cool? Opines Bob. That wasn't Bob, that... <laughs> Oh no, what's the Oh no, we don't get Bob and Craig and Matey Boy mixed up. Hey, aren't they so cool? Opines Bob. Do you reckon maybe they go well with chips and mushy peas? Clips Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a fried Mars bar in his case. What time is it? Says Bob. Because the author's made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend you never heard that line. Oh, who's this? I have to scroll forward. Oh, this is Cartan again. Fair they're not, for they mean us no harm. In fact, the contrary. As the seafaring community regards them as good omens before setting out on a voyage or mission. But on no account must we try and communicate with them. If they have any business with us, their leader will surely do so by approaching us to make it known, says Cartano. It's like, don't talk to the fish. Yeah, don't talk to the fish. <laughs> Would you anyway? I mean, who talks to a fish? Well, I might actually. If I yeah, I might. Beautiful singing ones. You might go. You had a fish pet, a pet fish. Did you I talk did, yeah. to your no, fish? No, he didn't. And he didn't leap out. Of... Well, actually, no, he did leap out of the bowl. We came back. Being, being good churchgoers when we were kids, um, we came back from church one day. And Goldie, you could probably call them, imagine the name like Goldie or something like that, was lying, <laughs> lying behind the sideboard. 
out of the bowl. Ah, but but it's a happy ending because my dad picked him up, put him in a in a, in a beer glass or something like that to reacclimatise himself, and he he did a book. <laughs> What's this? Give a couple of wiggles, and he was back again. We we put him back in. He went on. He he outlived the other one in the end. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it's the beer, isn't it? It was the beer. <laughs> it was probably Guinness. He probably had some Guinness or something in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're lying, anyway. I think. You're lying, I think. Oh, is it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, can they see us? Asks the youngest elder. No, for although we see them, they exist within a different dimension. So they are unaware of us being here. Ha 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 ha. the new? Says Crezel, risking the wrath of the Scottish listeners this time. <laughs> So we now have offended the Scots. Yeah, yeah, we're getting quite a lot, really. All fall into a silence again and listen to the mellifluous music made by the Silver John Grons, who carry on singing their song. It's a gentle and innocuous bleating sound, a bit like Dido when she was, a bit like Dido when she was at her peak. And although it seems harmless, little do the questers realise they're being enchanted as the pan-dimensional creatures continue to leap from the waters. Pan-dimensional, does that mean a frying pan? Yep. <laughs> The leap into the frying pan. Yeah. Crazy hell, you know. he'd have a bit of frying pan before he could say, Hoots man the new again, Hoots couldn't man he? <laughs> Bit of lemon on that. Deep fried Mars bar. Oh, oh, there's another stereotype. Uh, I made that earlier. You didn't listen, did you? Presently, the John Grons fade from view, leaving the questers alone with just the wind in their faces and, an endless feature- and the endless featureless water again. Ah, golly gee and shucks. Beautiful fishy dudes have gone. Laments Mobeam. Moments. No, Moments Loonbeam. Loonbeam? No, there was a name. Right. Oh, golly gee and shucks. The beautiful fish dudes have gone. Laments Moonbeam. <laughs> it seems so ordinary without them. <gasps> says Pristina, diving at her eyes. The others all say things that you can generally take as sad remarks of some kind. The joke runs. It's a bit of shorthand there. The John Guns have gone, and before long, the questers are all sobbing on each other's shoulders. What's that clicking sound coming from the back of the galleon? Says Grandoff. <coughs> says the clicking sound. By Jove, there it is again! They all cock an ear hole and listen. He's right, for there it is again. Something coming from the stern or prow, once more, I'm never sure of these nautical terms, but it's one or the other, whichever one means back. says the clicking sound. Instinctively, the questers rush to the back of the galleon and look into the waters of the Fartopic Ocean. Much to everyone's amazement, there's a very large John Gun with its head sticking out of the water. It's... <laughs> Are you quite done? <laughs> yeah. It says again, Do you know, I think it's trying to tell us something important, says Grandolf. Grandolf. Better not call him Grandolf. Grandolf. Yes, the Jongrang King has chosen to speak to us. And luckily for you all, as a small boy, I studied the language of the Jongrons. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's handy, isn't it? Very handy. Okay, I'm a little resty now, but let's see, says Cartano. Says Cartano. Can you do that with a Spanish accent? That's it. Says Cartano. This means speak, friend. In jungle knees, he tells the questers. <laughs> oh dear. The effect of these words on the John Guns is extraordinary. It leaps clean into the air and splashes back down into the waves, 
extends a flipper in a sort of thumbs up gesture and winks at them all. <laughs> says, the John, says the John Grand King, going 19 to the dozen. He continues in the same vein for quite some time, finishing up with... I will translate for you, says Cartano. He says he will help us get back to King Tardas' world. But first, we must make a payment to him and his people. A payment? But how can we pay him, says Grandolf. He knows you'll have superpowers, Grandolf. And he requested you summon up half a ton of goldfish food. <laughs> and when... That's what they goldfish food these lads did, huh? Uh-huh. And when you have done that, we must sprinkle it over the sea. As he and his lads haven't eaten for a few weeks. And they're famished. I see, says Grandolf, stroking his beard. Any caveats with that? Caveats or caviar? Caviar, yeah. Well, it'd well, be sort of like cannibalism eating caviar in the John Grounds, wouldn't it? Mm. Sort of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cannibals. Was any cannibals listening? Sorry to insult you. Cartano uh, <laughs> uh, uh, sticks his head over the rail. Lackety, lackety, lacko, he says. <laughs> says the John Gron King. Yes, he stipulates. The goldfish food must be krill and plankton flavour. <laughs> also, it must be vegan and gluten and free, as some of his boys have special dietary requirements. He warns they will accept nothing. <laughs> the picky these fish, aren't they? Yeah, he, fussy bunch. Yeah. He warns they will accept nothing other than this, and should we try and palm them off with anything else, it will go bad for us. Very well, I will have a crack. Stand back, everyone, and make a bit of room there on the deck says Grandolf. He paces up and down the deck a few times and sweat breaks on his brother. He holds all the future in his hands. Pretty serious stuff. He mounts the steps to the upper deck, possibly the poop deck. <laughs> but again, <laughs> I'm not sure. I wonder, I mean, the poop deck's a thing. I wonder what the poop deck was. Was there a poop deck or did you make oh, that yeah, up? No, 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 no. There was a poop deck. Definitely a poop deck. Oh, I thought you know, Mr. Christian was always going on the poop deck and stuff. Like oh, was that. he? <laughs> Could be where the hole in the floor was located, I'm not sure. But no, there is a poop deck. We'll have to look it up. Uh, anyway, possibly the poop deck, but again, I'm not sure. Anyway, he holds his arms aloft, and in a booming inner voice, summon up half a ton of gluten-free vegan goldfish food. Krill and plankton flavour. They all look on in amazement as a cloud forms above the galleon's mast. And then from the cloud, golden flakes begin to fall, like a surreal snowstorm. And they land in a great big pile on the deck. Wow, nice work, Grandolf, says Cartano. Exhausted by the sheer effort of his task, Grandolf sinks to his knees. It's all very tense. Cartano takes a handful from the pile and casts it into the sea. The Jongron King scrapes it up in his mouth and chomps for a moment. He says. Cartano smiles up at Grandolf, still on his knees above, and gives him an air high five. Apparently, it is the best he has ever tasted. We have to tip it all into the sea now. The questers all cheer in delight, then grab shovels and quickly throw the golden flakes into the water as requested. Immediately the sea boils and bubbles and froths as the ravenous shoal feasts greedily for the next ten minutes. Presently, the beautiful singing starts again, and the Jonggong King now hovers in mid-air. He smiles at the questers and addresses them. 
but not in Chongguanese. Instead, he uses the common tongue. And Christ for that. So he can talk off. He can not talk. He was just playing them along, just trying to get free. Sneaky little. Yeah, try to get. Yeah, try to get. (laughs) Try to get. Try to get free food out of them, wasn't he? See, don't trust a fish. No, absolutely don't trust. No, exactly. If a fish says to you, "I can't speak," say, "I think you can, man. You're not getting any goldfish food off me till you speak in the common tongue." Dear and worthy friends, thank you for a slap up bit of bait. Me and the lads loved it. Best we ever had, and and therefore, as a thank you, I shall aid you on your way from this place that smells of farts and shit. I have begun the transportation sequence, and when I fall back into the sea, this galleon, along with all, will arrive at the port of Chautunka on the western side of Titanic Sea. Thank you, and stand by. If you ever wondered how Silver Shangwang would speak. Just like that, I think. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> and with that, he falls back into the foaming sea with a mighty splash and a crash. Things then happen quickly. There are thunderclaps and lightning. Very, very frightening. Flashes, a hailstorm begins, and out of nowhere, a tannoy announcement booms out. Village in aisle three, cleaner required in aisle three, please. It says... Why is that? Why, where's that voice come? I don't from? know. Well, I don't know. Isn't I've it book to... one, isn't it? When it's yeah. spinach in aisle three in Mr. Singh's shop, it's book one. He's on Amazon for two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. Yeah. But paperback. Yes. Anyway, it was in there, wasn't it? It was a spinach in aisle three. Yeah, this could have kind of a deep meaning. Shock. Have a deep meaning. This. I wonder what it is. Wasn't it when Crazel got beheaded? It was. Yeah. <gasps> so Maybe yeah. It gets beheaded again. Yeah. Well, just you know, it could be the phantom. Tanoist, <laughs> phantom, <laughs> phantom store manager. <laughs> and no sooner did they hear that when they suddenly arrive into bright sunshine and find the galleon docked on the quayside on King Tide Orsa's home planet, leaving the nasty and pongy Fartopia far, far behind. Right, time to get some work done, says Grandal. Well, there you go. Um, no. Another, another day. episode done. Another day, another dollar. Eh? And they're away from Fartopia. That was quite quick, wasn't it? It was like it in was. out. It was. It was. You know, shake it all about. You do the hooky cookie. You turn around. That's what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning of life. Yeah. The, um, isn't King Titus's army on Fartopia? Are they, though? This is the thing. Yeah, they well, are. Well, they were but, by mistake. They were sent there by mistake, weren't they? Because that's why Cartano and his Spanish yeah. um, friends have now been but killed then, by... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I did think of that the other day, actually. When, when, when I was going mad. thing was about that, they, they used easy wormholes to get back out of there again, didn't they? So, and, and boiler suits. I had to get destroy all their gear because they realised they were in the wrong place and they weren't going to... They have to be on holographia to, to take uh, control of holographia. So yeah. your homework, your homework, is <laughs> to weave those two strands together. <laughs> Actually, no, it's going to be my homework, isn't it? Because you've done a chapter. You've um, done another chapter, haven't you? Well, Again. yeah, but don't forget, we're kind of a bit behind with the recording, aren't we? Yeah, but you sent me a chapter, didn't you? Oh, I did, this? actually. Yes, you'll go next. Ah, look, there's Bran. He's looking terse over there. Yeah, he wants his horoscope, doesn't he? Well, not a horoscope, his horoscope. It's um, a Frenchman's horoscope today. Yes, because we've got we have listeners far and wide. France who wrote in Jean-Pierre. Yeah. Jean-Pierre. That's, that doesn't, you sure that wasn't made up? 
No, could, he no, not, no, could he not have no, been called Gaston or something like that? Or <laughs> what's what's a non untypical French name? Philippe. Untypical. Philippe. Guillaume. That's very French. Guillaume. Very French. Guillaume. Oh, yeah. I suppose. Where is yeah. Jean Pierre anyway? Well, Jean Pierre. Well, fair enough. Well, because he's a real person. He lives in Paris, probably. Probably, maybe. Well, you don't know that from an email, do you? Yeah, and here goes another swipe and another race. He's probably wears a beret and a stripy shirt. <laughs> Has a string of onions around his neck and that's bicycle. When you're quite finished insulting the French, do you think we could get on? Horoscope for Jean-Pierre. The stars over France shine brightly. We, we, we. On Monday, the baguettes are particularly fresh. Tuesday sees the start of much culinary joie de vivre. Du pain, du vin, du boursin, and all that BS. But Mars is retrograde, so make sure you eat the cheese by Wednesday. On Thursday, a bottle of claret helps you see things more clearly. You'll finally realize a berry doesn't suit you. All in all, you have a bon week ahead of you, mon cher Jean-Pierre, but watch out on Friday. A snail might cross your path. Well, there you are, Jean-Pierre. I hope you uh, enjoyed that and hasn't frightened you too much. <laughs> Scared of the snail turning up. Yeah. Mind <laughs> you, you've got plenty of time to dodge it, wouldn't you? Well, yes, there is you, that. You could sit looming up on the right and you could be long gone before it crossed your path. Exactly, and we're going to be gone now. Yeah, we're going to be gone for another week. And, oh, week. Uh, week and uh, work to do. Things to people to annoy. My mind's full of story strands now. Oh, and, yes. Uh, well, just watch this space. That's well, what happens next, really. yeah, that's, that's it then. So, goodbye. Goodbye. Cheery. Oh.